0: Julie's Web by Princey Nichols, a play. I compiled the following 2016-2018 statistics for online and my own past per- research per- regarding underlying topic. My play, needless to say, you are very disturbing. Blow is a hotline uh, included if you feel if you ever need it. Paris Nichols, average nearly 20 million people per minute are physically abused on a intimate partner in the United States during one year. This equates to more than 20 million Women and men, one in three, have been victims of some form of physical violence by an intimate partner within their lifetime. One in four women have been victims of severe physical violence by an intimate partner within their lifetime. One in seven women have been stalked by an intimate partner during their lifetime, to the point at which they left, which they felt very fearful or believed they were, that they or someone close to them would be harmed or eventually killed. 72% of all murdered suicides involved an in intimate partner. 95% of the victims of these murders, suicides are female. Highly trained advocates are available 24-7, 365 to talk confidentially with anyone experiencing domestic violence, seeking resources, information or questioning unhealthy aspects of their relationship. Please call the National Domestic Hotline. The violence hotline one dash eight hundred dash seven nine nine dash seven two three three or go to http wwwthehotlineorg slash help cast of characters in appearance Julie Jules Marshall early twenties middle school's wife Michael Marshall, 30, Julia's wife husband, First Officer, Second Officer, Dr. Michelle M- Sullivan, former middle 40s, elements, phys- psychiatrists, two paramedics, Mary Rogers, late 20s, Dr. Sullivan's office assistant, Sel Bernstein, late 30s, Main Theatre doorman, Jilline- Geraldine Marshall, late 40s, Michael Marshall's mother. Julian Jill Cramer, a couple of years older than Julie, best friend. Louis- Louise Gosling, late thirty for 50s. Carly Daniels, secretary. Carly Daniels, 50. Elizabeth Ferry's agent. Donald Monsieur Merrick, 55. Elizabeth for companion. Elizabeth Liz Ferry, about 40. Merrick's Actress Companion Lily LeVert, 20, Living at Elizabeth and Donald's Residence Detective Thomas Bernard Benin Early 30s New York City Homicide Unit Christine Christie Marshall, infant, age 2 years Three ambulanceman, EMTs Two Police Officers Backup Deva- Detective David War- Warner about fifth thirty-five. Attorney, offstage voice. The setting, a tiny flat. Outside of Boston, the uh, the, the business offices of Doctor, Marcy Sullivan and Kelly Daniels, an old theater on the eighth, eighth Avenue west of Broadway, in New York City. The time, the era, of the early nineteen eighties. It's an early evening over the old Broadway theater in New York City. Upstairs, a woman, nearly middle twenties, is sitting at a dressing table putting up on makeup. She wears a bathroom, her hair is up and a towel. The table contains an assortment of jars, creams, makeup, brushes, and combs. A radio, a framed photograph. A large bright bulb surrounding the dresser mirror, reflecting a lo- lonely image that can only be seen by us. A radio is playing on a memorable classic Christmas song that she loses that she loses herself in, and reaching for the photograph she grasps it to herself. A picture sends on a tiny on to a tiny woman, a little over forty, wearing jeans a sweatshirt. A woman reads to herself, uh, uh, it scribbled underneath. The woman can't wait to see and open. You open it, up- night, honey. Break the leg. Love you always, Liz. She beams tearfully. Belly and awardable. Especially at Christmas time, young lady. Love you, wherever evermore. Looking up, she glances around at the tattered walls, complete with many other pictures, newspaper clippings containing herself, a tiny woman, and both taken together. She closes her eyes and effectually holds a photograph to herself as her song finishes. Ladies and gentlemen, in remembrance of the late Livers Ferrer. The announcer's voice. The woman, her smile, goes. Oh, he opens her eyes. Stunned. Late? The announcer's voice. Tragically killed in a plane crash early this afternoon. On route to Los Angeles to New York. Sources say she was attending. Long t- time friend. Julie Cameron's. Suddenly, the woman's voice rocks back and forth, screaming out Elizabeth's name, like a wounded animal, as her tears affectionate violently. She falls to the floor, clutching the picture tighter, thrusting herself of everything inside her, her screams of incense, chilling, repeating the familiar name again and again, as the lights gradually go down, half now except over her, they take on an elusive colour of, of the past. Just then, as vo- her as her voices are being fade into the next scene. At one, the lights come up again. A focus is on a tiny, sparse, dingy flat. There's a sofa in the centre, a wooden table, faces in it, a, a kitchen table left with two chairs, a telephone set.s a smaller table nearby, at the back of an opening of the kitchen, a bedroom door. None of the none of these interiors are, are seen. Against the wall, facing right, huddles Jane, Julie Marshall, trembling with fright. She is in her early twenties, quite slender with soft, pretty features. Her eyes are blue, lar- large, timid, and somewhat innocent. Pulling one of the her ends of a golden but trous, trousered, wispy me here, she moves to the clover to the wall. Her frayed lounger becomes more torn. A woman's shrill voice is heard off stage, angry, demanding for out. Man's voice, where did you go, wifey poo? I'm not done with you yet. Get back in this damn bed or you'll be sorry. I'm not playing around. He's banging and flinging things as he rants and raves at the top of his v- lungs. Michael Marshall storms from the bedroom. A beer bottle clunk, clunk, clenched in one hand, a knife in the other. He's an attractive man of thirty, although at present he's quite unkempt. His medium-sized virile, with a square jaw and dark hair, still to be kept back. His deep eyes are almost murderous looking, much more time. Michael glares at her, whipping her, the empty bottle against the wall, shattering the glass. It hits her. He carries on, wild and crazy. Michael, you're all corpse. Nervous, nearly dead. I'm so sick and tired of you. Paces it down, centre stage. You're useless. I should kill you for it. You play too many head games. Wasting my time. Michael goes over to her jaw clenched and leaning over, it grabs her face to meet his own as he directs a knife at her throat. Her eyes and weapon eyes the weapon doing doing it doing this. Julie, please, Michael, give me another chance whimpering, I'll try harder. No more playing around. I'll try to do better. Michael, laughing and t- psychosome, we with more of your lies Abruptly, grass of grouse of face tighter, the little patience wearing better. Would b- better would you have been if I'd got wound up with the, your sorry sight? I should have left you there with all those other loonies. i oh, may maybe taking you back to that your pervy baba and your loose cannon mama, mama. What the hell was I thinking of? I hit the Jackie Duke about without casino. He lets her. Uh, Go walking away, me, the prince of who, has his pipe, Piper Poppa. I would have, I would have to get b- stuck with a pumpkin patch peasant. He's looking up the ceiling, emotionally drained. Thank you very much, Father knows best. I'm not sure if this seedless grape is the ticket of your next package plan, but no brainer has your way. Wasn't it kind, King Edward Jerome Dur- 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 Marshall? To find the perfect no fancy pants, and for me to have it dirty my hands at a crack drop at a wall or whack ward, to find a perfect specimen in order to honor your big request. Thanks. Three million bucks, Dad. Dewey, you're not making sense again. Why did you ever marry me? Michael Wells and Respect Resents for Obviously, he didn't look rich, bitch. It wasn't for your shrink, think doing business over there, the one who still hides at you under her mother's wing, you wouldn't unravel into fruit bar again. I would have found the perfect Cinderella to meet my bitch bidding. Approaches her, bending forward, he slowly arrays her with a knife, mimicking, "Oh, Mister M- Marshal Mike, Judy's good girl." "'She will be perfect wife for you. "'She's getting better now,' Yell yells. "'Wrong, Dr. Sully!' "'Julie closes his eyes as is hearing for a hundredth time. "'He resumes his speech and little bits of laughter escaping him. "'Michael, sorry I didn't measure up to your fairy tale late fantasy, Cinderella. "'So very sorry, a disappointment you, your good fairy godmother, Dr. Mother Mercy.' He takes a step back and aims a knife at her, Prom- predominant. Look at me when I'm talking to you. Show some respect here. and by standing clear of that quack from now on? Which witch sees me as now as a hoodlum from the hood, telling you I'm no damn good. Julie looks at him, trembling. Michael, she's not the enemy here. I'm not the enemy here. She's the one wants to help us.